bubbling under the surface. It's a bunch of <laughs> bubbling. <laughs> I'm not used to doing this. Bubbling under the surface. It's a bunch of questions and monsters versus man. Because I'm by myself today. Alex, I'm solo. This is my first time I've ever done anything by myself. You know, I've got 13th floor. I've got two wonderful co-hosts over there. Um, and then here, it's just me. All by myself this time around. I do miss Eric. It's a little quiet on the other side of this mic today, but I'm excited because for the first time ever, I'm doing an Ask Me Anything with all of you all, and you all submitted some wonderful questions that I haven't really taken much of a glance at. So. We're going to see how this goes. This is going to be pretty fun. Um, This is kind of something I've actually been wanting to do for a while now. And I'm glad that it seems like so many people have interesting questions. I didn't know what kind of questions people would be asking, like how personal they would be getting. But everyone seemed to want to keep it pretty fun. And then we've got a couple deep questions here that I saw on pop up on Twitter, which I was a little surprised about. But I'll do my best to take those seriously and not joke around but anytime i'm confronted with anything serious i usually make a joke out of it so <laughs> we'll see how that goes um so we've i've what we've done is we've separated these things into a couple different categories um eric really took the lead on sorting these out so if you have any questions that you asked and they're not being answered here um direct all complaints to at eric neely on twitter or at mvm pod where he just actually spends most of his time on there anyway. So let's go ahead and do this. And we, we don't know what each other have said about this or uh, I don't even know if Eric's going to listen to this. So it's going to, this is going to be fun. So I, I'm sure I definitely won't be bagging on him uh, with this perfect opportunity. So topic one, monsters, Ken from Patreon. Oh, this is Ken Bockelman. I know you. So, his arch nemesis in, in some ways, I feel like. So, he had a couple questions. He says, what got you into Godzilla? Do you collect anything related to Godzilla or any other franchise, like figures, statues, books, etc.? So, Ken, I really got into Godzilla as a kid. Uh, and I kind of mentioned this in some of our early, earlier episodes, but I don't really remember my first Godzilla movie. Uh, but I do feel like it was... King Kong versus Godzilla. Now, maybe that's the one I watched the most as a kid. So that's the one I draw the biggest correlation with. And it was kind of nice to be on the show and watch a movie. I remember being really goofy and fun. And then watching the real version of it, the the Japanese version of it, and finding out that it's actually a very deep and very funny movie was just like <laughs> such a great surprise. It was such a great surprise to have early on in the show when... I felt like I kind of knew what to expect and it kind of kept me on my toes because now at this point I've run into a bunch of these scenarios where I have an opinion about a movie and it's completely changed after I watch it. Um, I'll probably get more into, I'm sure there's some more questions about some of those movies here later on. So I'll get to those then. But as a kid, I remember watching uh, King Kong versus Godzilla invasion of the Astro monster and uh, versus Megalon quite a bit. Those three were in the rotation pretty heavily. Oh, and Terror of Mechagodzilla. Absolutely loved it. Um, 
As for collecting things, though, no, I I haven't really gotten into collecting. Like, I would like to, but space is pretty limited here in the house. You know, uh, I've got I've got a little one. She has her own room. My collector's room is going to be taken up by the other one that's on the way. So, unfortunately, I can't occupy an entire room for all of my precious, precious collectibles. But I, I do like to collect a few things. Like, uh, I do, like... Anytime there's like a box set for movies, I'm pretty tempted to get it. Um, as time has gone on, I went from buying every movie to not buying any movies. And now I'm getting a little skeptical of streaming a little bit. And I'm starting to buy more things again. Uh, just because now I know like I don't really own anything if it's on the internet. So it's nice to have these. And plus the artwork on some of these Arrow box sets is gorgeous. I, I absolutely love... I know the Criterion Collection for the Godzilla movies gets a lot of hate, but I think it's wonderful. And uh, uh, the, the the Arrow set for Dimension's good, and I was one of the lucky few that did get the Gamera set. So those are pretty much my collectibles. For a time, I was trying to get all the Ultraman shows, and I'll probably continue that at some point. But uh, I just kind of put watching those on hiatus, and so I didn't want to keep buying those if I'm not watching them just yet. But... I might have to move on some of them because they go out of print sometime soon. But I totally do want some of those figures. I just got to find a place for them. Next question is from uh, Damon. Uh, if I'm butchering this, you know, I'm so sorry. Damon Noise on Twitter. He says, if monsters exist in our universe and there are actual fields of study for the myriad of breeds, upon which type would you focus your academic and or geek prowess? Well, I would form a new position called a uh, powerologist. And so essentially what that would be is I would just study each monster's defense mechanisms. Like, can you imagine how exciting it would be to actually study Godzilla's atomic breath? Like I've got this pretty good idea actually for a movie for a Godzilla movie. It's like twister, but it's just Godzilla's breath. (laughs) So instead of like studying tornadoes, I'm just, running around this giant blue beam of light, trying to throw a bunch of balls into it to get some data. I think it'd be pretty cool, especially if like a whole bunch of monsters are fighting and I'm just like trying to do a little test. I think that'd be a pretty good time. I don't, I don't think I would really want to focus too much on something like uh, armor or something like that. Like that's just kind of probably boring, you know, it probably has even more applications for the human race, but I'm not in it for the human race. I'm in it for me and my entertainment. So unless it's like Angerus, who has that um, temporal armor for a singular point, eh, I'm not really interested. And next question is from Batagor Johnson on Twitter. Uh, he said the legendary Wanda monster productions such as The Great Wall, The Meg, and Pacific Rim Uprising aren't highly thought of. Do you think they can be redeemed if reconsidered as modern analogies for the AIP Toho co-productions like King Kong Escapes, and Frankenstein conquers the world. So I really want to see the great wall. It's just one I haven't really gotten around to yet. Um, as for the other two, I am a pretty big fan of pack rim uprising and the Meg, the Meg in particular feels like just kind of in general that it's held in a much higher regard than the others. So it's probably not going to be subject to that revisionist history that we probably see with uh, pack rim. And I really don't know what people think of the great wall. Um, I would love to see those opinions. I know critics weren't too hot on it, but I don't really care what they think. Um, Now, because, well, uh, people judge these 
films, especially Pac-Rim, uh, based on like its predecessor. I, I do think that that one will be due like a, a re-evaluation. Now, anyone who listens knows that Uprising is like one of the few films that I've done a complete 180 on on the show, which is one of my favorite moments that we've had on the podcast. Just the <laughs> between that and the King Kong vs. Godzilla moments, I've been pretty excited with and kind of proud of myself for just not really sticking to my guns on opinions and being able to change them. And that's something that happens a lot on the show is me and Eric swaying each other at times. But as for the comparison with uh, King Kong escapes and uh, Frankenstein conquers the world. Well, I do think that they're both a little overrated, but don't tell a few people I said that because I'm sure a lot of people are angry now. Uh, next question. Uh, actually, I said I was going to quit using overrated. So I think I just don't like them as much as some other people do. That being said, uh, I got another question from, you know, <laughs> Chris. And we interact on Twitter a decent bit, but I don't actually know how to say your last name or the last part of your handle. Chris Daigle? I botched it. I'm sorry. He said, hey, Eric and Alex. If you could greenlight any monster movie right now, what would it be? Any specific direction, setting, or monster you would love to put on screen? So the end of that question leads me to believe that you're talking about doing a monster movie with pre-existing properties. Um, so I want something in space. I want a monster movie in space. I'm a sucker for sci-fi, especially a hard sci-fi uh, so it's going to have to be there. I, you know, this is probably a pretty tame answer, uh, but I would love to have a Gamera ultra sci-fi movie, kind of like Gamera versus Gearon, uh, but, you know, more serious, even more <laughs> insane. Uh, and I think that's just kind of what the world needs a little bit. Of. We We need more sci-fi and not like, as much as I love the Alien franchise, which is one of my favorite franchises, period, I want bigger monsters in space. And I just think that'd be a really good time. Uh, but if I didn't want to go with someone standard, maybe we can remake a... Uh, ver- oh, man. Why am I going to mispronounce this? A Varen movie? Because that that monster design is awesome, and he's just been neglected for so long. So I wouldn't mind seeing a monster movie back in like feudal Japan or something like that, or even even earlier would be pretty cool. So I've got some, I've got some good ideas. If, if you're a sort of subscriber to uh MVM plus, you've probably heard some me and Eric's pitches for certain movies, which are all uh, ridiculous, but some of them are actually pretty good. Um, all right. The next one is from Corey on Twitter. He said, when will the monsters vs. men tackle the ultra and writer series more? And also why do you guys love me so much? Okay, that's enough of that PDA over here. Now, <laughs> no, Corey, we, we do love you. You're one of our favorite people to interact with on Twitter. Uh, but uh, Bright, P- Professor Kaiju or Bryce, uh, he had a similar question. He said, would you guys ever consider doing tokusatsu or toku-related series, like a multi-part podcast covering Ultraman or Common Rider? Um, so that's tough. And that's something that me and Eric have definitely talked about on occasion. Um, The problem is, is it just takes up so much time. So 
We've done a couple reviews of Ultraman seasons. Uh, we did the original series, um, Q, and we also did Ultra 7. We haven't kind of gone back to that well for, well, a couple of reasons. One, I haven't fi- finished the next series, The Return of Ultraman. And covering series is a pretty daunting task. Uh, the time it takes to watch these is <clears throat> is much more of a kind of a burden, but it also limits us to one style for an extended period of time. So unlike a movie where each week it can be something wildly different, we're if you're watching Ultraman, you're getting uh, you're getting Ultraman for years, uh, pretty much, but. I do want to get more into these series and maybe me and Eric can figure out something where we dive into. I know we wanted to do the common writer movies for some time. So there's a few of those that I think we'll dive into and maybe we can cover another Ultraman series sometime soon. Maybe even the, uh, the much maligned, but underrated Netflix one, whenever it comes out, but that's something I'll talk to him about. And it's something we want to explore, but we just don't know when. Uh, the next question is from Faye on Twitter and Patreon. She, she says, Alex, what's the moment where you've wanted to strangle Eric the most out of frustration? <laughs> uh, that's a good that's a good question, Faye. I mean that that occurs almost weekly, I think. No, but but really, I think the only time on the podcast that I've gotten frustrated with Eric was when he got upset with me for liking Love and Monsters so much. <laughs> Both on and off the mic. He was relentless on hammering me about my <laughs> me liking this movie. It's the only time that I felt like Eric <laughs> thought my opinion wasn't valid. It's the only time. And it, it was pretty humorous and just so unusual for him. But really, me and Eric are good friends. We've never really gotten into any fights we've had disagreements about things but we've never been angry with each other and so you know there, there's <laughs> there's really not much to for us to want to strangle each other out of um and then <laughs> Faye also asks why am i the most frequent guest and for those that aren't listening to ivm plus Faye has been on more than anybody else we'll have to remedy that pretty soon i think uh, she needs some competition so that she doesn't start slacking and like bringing her B or C game. Uh, maybe maybe uh, Michael can come back on for a while and top you. That way we can have some competition for best and most frequent guests. Um, next question is from Lisa Nafziger on Twitter. She asks, which two monsters would have the same friendship dynamic as the two of you MVM fellas? Well, I think the answer for this one is quite obvious. It has to be the fr- the relationship between Ichiro and Manila. Now, obviously, in this relationship, I would be Ichiro, and Eric would is the puddle of poo that is Manila. Now, I know you said two monsters, but we all saw what Ichiro did at the end of that film to that poor man. Really, though, <laughs> I think maybe this is too on the nose, but I'll go with Godzilla and Jet Jaguar for real. Because... I'm Big G because I'm the fun one, right? And Jet Jaguar, he's quiet. And maybe a little bit of a hidden showboat occasionally. 
But that's Eric, and plus he de- he disappears at the end of the film, and you never see him again. Which little known fact about Eric: if you go anywhere with the man, he just vanishes. You'll be walking with him in the mall, and he will just disappear around a corner, and you just won't see him for fifteen minutes, and then he just shows back up. It's something he's done since college. I don't know where he goes. He might go into another dimension, but it's a weird trait of his. <laughs> Next question is from uh, Bryce or Professor Kaiju again. Um, if both of you could be Kaiju, which ones would you be? And you said, bonus question, which one of you would win? And the second question is, of course, in jest, Gridman would win. World's biggest fan, Bryce, bringing in a Gridman reference. I'm not surprised. So, in the spirit of the last question, but maybe a bit more combative, which I like, you know, I like being combative with Eric. I feel like Eric was, if he was any monster, he would probably be like Biolante, right? So, it's, Biolante is like this really smart, genetically engineered creature. Um, I don't know if it's smart or not, but it's just, it's got a lot going on, right? It looks like it, at least on the surface level. It's really cool. Everyone loves it. But when it comes down to it, Biolante is just not much. You know, it's taken down in one punch by Godzilla. It's hardly anything of a show. So I think that would have to be Eric. As for me, I'm 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 probably like Gamera in the Revenge of Iris. Like I'm just unstoppable. No one can stop me. I'm awesome. But honestly, though, I think Gamera probably is a lot like me in some ways, especially at the end of that film. Because like some people really don't like me. But I think most of them ultimately know that I mean well. So <laughs> I think that's yeah, I think that feels appropriate. Uh, so we're moving on to our next topic, which is topic two, podcasting. So Kyoitoshi on Twitter and Patreon, she asks why Marvel <laughs> why are Marvel movies uh prima facie inferior? Why is that hang on. She asks, why are Marvel movies inferior to DC movies, except for Raimi's? Okay. And then she asks, why is so much of MVM Plus being squandered on them? Okay. Kill it. All right. First off, Marvel movies overall are not even close in terms of how much better they are than DC movies. Okay. Yes, DC movies got a few good ones, right? We got three Nolan movies. I've turned, I've revised my opinion on Batman vs Superman with the uh, director's cut that I watched, or the Ultimate Edition, I think it's called. It flipped my opinion on that movie completely. And then I really like Zack Snyder's Justice League. It's a very different movie, and Aquaman is a lot of fun. It's like three movies kind of mashed together with all these different tones, but. It is a lot of fun, but that's kind of where that's where the goodness stops with DC, other than uh, the, the recent Joker movie. Because Birds of Prey is one of the hottest piece of garbages I've seen in quite some time. Suicide Squad's fine. I, I don't think it's as bad as a lot of people make it out to be. Um, what The second Wonder Woman movie is awful. It is just so bad. And then Wonder Woman is pretty good. Um, I think the third act is really, really weak. But yeah, they're just, uh, they're not even close, if you ask me. I mean, it's okay if you like those movies. Good for you. But no, 
they're just not very good overall. So you also ask, and also I'm a big Marvel fan to begin with, and so that's why we spent a lot of MVM time, MVM Plus time on the movies. Plus, a lot of people like our MVM Plus Marvel reviews. Kyo, I appreciate what you're insinuating. Now, you also asked, when will the wives be back on and that you miss their insights? Oh, there she was. That's her appearance for next year. That's it. (laughs) That's all she gets. No, no, but uh, we plan on having the wives on more. Um, With with us just being so busy uh, this year, you know, Cece has her own business. Uh, We've had a lot going on in our personal lives this year to where, you know, it's just kind of tough to find the time for Cece to watch a movie. She's changed jobs. I've changed jobs. It's just a lot going on, especially with a little girl and, you know, a little boy on the way. Um, and we did have some troubles uh, having a second kid. So that, that really put a stress on, on, on her and kind of wanting to spend time doing this type of thing. Cause we're already pretty loaded up with uh, 13th floor. Cause that, that requires even more time out of us because of the research that goes on for that. Um, actually, it's probably about the same. Actually, this requires more out of me, but CC edits 13th floor. Um, and research is much more extensive over there. Whereas research for this, for me, is a two-hour movie. Um, they, they both just take a lot. And so CC's got a lot on her plate. Now, you also ask about the theometer. I think the theometer, uh, from what I understand, is over, unfortunately. Um, and he might, he make, might make a reprisal, but Theo's getting old enough now to where <laughs> he doesn't want to do, uh, what's asked of him. <laughs> he doesn't want to sit still and watch a clip of a movie. He'd probably rather watch the whole thing, which a lot of these movies he can't really watch. Um, well, that's not quite true. That, 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 that's not quite true, but it's just hard to, I know Eric was having a hard time getting him to sit still and <laughs> have some commentary on a movie that he's only seeing a clip of. Now, Gwen, Gwen needs to be back on. We just haven't watched anything lately that I feel like is quite appropriate for her. Um, but as soon as something comes on and I'll ask her opinion on some of these uh, movies coming up, some of these black and white movies, she might even have questions about why it's black and white. And I'll ask her about how some of these creatures look and see if she's got any sort of opinion on these. So Gwen will be back. Uh, And I do think that they are integral parts of our show. Having our families, our wives on the show is part of what makes Monsters vs. Men special. And I do think we need to get back to that. And then you also asked about uh, Monster Peace Theater. I don't know why we left that. That's just one of those things I didn't really realize we weren't doing until I read this question. Um, so we'll get back to that as well. That was always fun. And he said, (laughs) he said, uh, of course, monster piece theater or whatever, whenever, whenever Alex always got the girls role and knocked it out of the park, which thank you very much. I appreciate that. I always thought I did a pretty good job. Um, now, uh, you also asked, you know, what are our favorite podcasts outside of the mods monster podcasting airwaves? So I don't know if many people really know this. I may have mentioned on the podcast a few times. And I know you're asking outside of the Monster Podcasting Airwaves, but 
I refuse to listen to podcasts, uh, even even film podcasts or monster movie podcasts about anything that I haven't seen yet. Because I like to have my own opinion, and I don't ever want my opinion colored by the other people that have seen the movie. So that's how I think me and Eric have been, especially me, have been able to stay away from having an opinion that follows a consensus. Uh, in general, I mean, <laughs> we're not we're not unfamiliar to having unpopular opinions on the show, which I think is what makes this kind of fun sometimes. Like sometimes we fall in line with what everybody else thinks of things, but then sometimes we'll drop a shocker on everybody, which is always a lot of fun. Um, but that being said, if, if, the only other podcast I really listen to right now is uh, I listen to Sacred Symbols, a PlayStation podcast. There's a Defining Duke, um, which is an Xbox podcast. And then there's a, a really cool show called uh, Knockback, which is a retro and nostalgia podcast. But the problem with that one is, is I can't watch a lot of it because, like I said, I don't <laughs> listen to things that I haven't seen yet. So I have to go back and watch movies and stuff like that. And I'm, I'm years behind on that podcast now. So that's about it. I used to listen to a lot more, uh, a lot more political and more, a lot more philosophical stuff. But I have found much more happiness, I guess, staying away from that stuff in my free time. So, and that's something I recommend for a lot of people. Like, it's good to, if you're going to listen to a podcast, listen to something that challenges yourself. That's fine. But to integrate yourself into politics or anything like that um, all the time, it's just not good for you. It's really not good for you. And and it it just divides people, which is... You know, the world doesn't really need any more of that. Um, Now, James Davies on Twitter asks, What has been the toughest slash worst movie to watch? The most entertaining? The most surprisingly good or exceeded low expectations? And the most disappointing? Wow, we got lots of questions. Um, (laughs) So, okay, so off the top of my head, I think the most surprising for me is kind of Pac Rim uh, Uprising, just because I really thought I was going to hate that movie. Um, but, you know, when I really sit here and I think about it, I think about the movie where I got on and I was just like completely shocked. And even when I was watching it, like my jaw was kind of dropped. It was not Pac Rim Uprising, really. It was actually the original King Kong. The original King Kong is like such a special movie. It's effects are incredible i cannot believe how great those special effects are for that film it's just it's mind-blowing that it was made so long ago i'm i'm really glad we did the king kong series i mean yes there were some other movies i really loved but that one was just such a stunner um that i uh i found it hard to it's just hard. It was just kind of hard to believe that, that movie was made all that time ago, especially like when you put that up against the Godzilla movies. And I know the they're completely different special effects techniques, all that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But King Kong is way ahead of its time, so it was very good. Um, now, as for the toughest movie to watch, I gotta say, Psycho Gorman. 
I think Cece could even speak to that. She tried to, <laughs> she even tried to watch a little bit of it with me, uh, because the premise is so wonderful. Everything, everything about it before you watch it is just like, oh, this sounds awesome. The visuals on the poster, everything is just so cool. And then you watch it, and it's like every idea is a complete. It, it, it's like you see the the kernels of the good ideas in there. They're littered throughout the film, but then everything, and yes, I do mean everything, well, almost everything, is executed poorly. And it's just, and that's why I think I disliked it so much was, man, like, it just felt like just the biggest missed opportunity. Um, As for most entertaining movie, um, I would say that that probably had to be gremlins which we just watched i absolutely love that movie and i had fond memories of it from when i was little but it was even better than i remembered which was very cool there, there's probably some other ones there that i really liked and then you also asked surprisingly good or exceeded low expectations me and eric are staunch defenders of the godzilla anime trilogy much to everyone online's chagrin which is awesome we love that and <laughs> i think I just can't believe how much we enjoy those movies and then everyone else just kind of ignores it, ignores it. And then you also asked most disappointing, uh, the most disappointing movie. I think in my mind would have had to have been, I guess I'm going to go with Biolante. I, I, I know this is people's favorite movie. I'm not saying it's bad, right? I'm not saying it's bad, but this is a movie I watched a lot as a kid. I forgot to mention that with the other list of ones I watched, but this is one I watched a lot. And I remembered it being better than it was. And so when that fight ended in like three seconds in the fi- in the finale, whew, it did hurt my opinion of Biolante. It was like Biolante was the uh, Boba Fett of Star Wars. Or he was the, or she was the Boba Fett of the Godzilla series. Where, yes, it looks cool, but it doesn't actually do anything. I think that's kind of how I ended up feeling about it. So that was kind of disappointing for me, as someone who absolutely loves that monster. I think it's one of the coolest monster designs ever. Um, but yeah, th- <laughs> thank you for the four, the four questions. So, um, and then I think you also asked a question about themes. Uh, what, and I think Eric may have typed this in wrong, so I am sorry if I'm getting this wrong. But it looks like you're asking about themes. I think my favorite theme in any of these movies is probably from the Godzilla anime trilogy. the Especially the second movie, which I really like. The what, At what point are you willing to give up your humanity to get revenge? And I, I absolutely love... I love revenge movies in general. And so to see at what point it's no longer worth it is a pretty cool motif to have. Uh, the next question was which episode would you give an award to for being your favorite, your most surprising and your least favorite? So surprising, I would say King Kong versus Godzilla, uh, for obvious reasons, you know, seeing it in the, uh, original cut was a draw, a jaw dropping experience for me. To see those layers and themes in there that are hilarious and also strangely poignant for this time was just awesome. Uh, and then also for most surprising, 
I'm gonna say city uh, on the edge of battle, mostly to trigger people. But for the re- but really the most surprising for me, while I was hoping I would like it, how much I liked it was a shock, and that would be colossal. Colossal was one that was one where we had our wives on, and that I absolutely love that movie. That's probably one of my favorite movies we watched on MVM, just because it felt so unique, so different, and. I went into it blind. I really didn't know what to expect except for I had I knew that it was a story about uh, someone coping and this monster showing up. That's all I knew. So that was pretty cool. And then least favorite, I mean you've already I've already kind of said it. It's got to be Psycho Gorman. Like that, that movie's just an atrocity. Now, it's, it's like a war crime like against the Geneva Convention. Now, <laughs> next question is what are you most looking forward to in the re- relaunch of MVM 2.0? Well, there's a lot to look forward to. Um, but really, it's kind of charting the filmmaking habits of the movies in a pre-World War II environment. And then through World War II and beyond. That's going to be a really cool journey. Now, it's also going to be an interesting juxtaposition because if this series is anything like the Godzilla series, <laughs> we're going to be starting out with uh, relatively decent budget movies with a lot of heart and soul into them. And if I had to guess, I'm guessing this out of pure ignorance, I would imagine that as we go towards the end of these, the era overall, the films probably get cheaper budgets as the return on investment diminishes, which is probably why we see the last several movies of this series be Abbott and Costello movies with the occasional solo movie, if I had to guess. So it's going to be cool to see the increased innovations over this time period, because this is a huge time in history where things really ramped up with also decreasing and diminishing return returns on the other side of it. So I, I can't wait to see that. And honestly, this whole era is kind of completely foreign to me in film. I haven't seen much from this time period. So this is going to be a completely new avenue. And I think Eric's pretty excited too, because I know he's seen older movies. Spending this much time with them is going to be new for him too. Uh, And then (laughs) then you asked, why rhymes? That's a good question. Uh, I just kind of came up with it at the end of one of our shows, just to kind of show a little bit of my personality and maybe like make someone laugh. Um, and that was pretty early on in our show. Now, Eric and I are actually really big into music, or at least we were in college. I don't know. I know Eric still listens to music, um, but and, and I know that he likes it a lot, but I don't know if he's quite into it like we were back then. So. It just kind of felt at the time like something that he would maybe laugh at, maybe roll his eyes at a little bit. And so I I just went ahead and went with it. Now, it's kind of been a goofy, fun thing to do since. Now, do some of the rhymes make people cringe? Yeah, they do. But I don't don't really care (laughs) at this point. I do think I should probably put more effort into them. Uh, I frequently forget, just like our rating system, I somehow always forget that we need to do them. Um, and I know if, and a, a little fun fact for a lot of people, I don't know how many of you all read the episode descriptions, but almost all of them rhyme. <laughs> so it's just a, a fun little thing I do in about five minutes uh, before I post the episodes on Patreon. Then I just copy and paste that and I move it on 
over for the free feeds for everybody else the next week. So that that's why it rhymes. I mean, in a little fun fact, we've mentioned it on the podcast a couple of times, but me and Eric are huge Daft Punk fans. And I remember that was something we bonded over. And we even went and saw like a uh, Daft Punk uh, cover band <laughs> a long time ago. That's a, yeah, <laughs> that's a good memory. Um, and then, um, all right, so topic three, movies and life. Going to have some questions here that I think are going to be pretty fun. All right, so Cece, who I'm sure is not my wife on Twitter. It is. She's staring at me right now. She says, what is your favorite non-monster related movie of all time? And why is it your favorite? So, I think my favorite non-monster related movie, which is a a tough question to answer because I think uh, Alien and The Thing are really high up there for me. But non-monster related, I haven't seen it in a very long time. But Children of Men holds a very special place in my in my heart. It's a movie that I've loved since the moment I saw it in theaters. It's actually a movie me and Eric really bonded over. I actually introduced him to that film, and he and now it's one of his favorites as well. So the one of the reasons we both like it, or I don't know, we both, but the one of the reasons I love it so much is because. It does have a lot of political commentary. It does, but the, what's really cool is the camera work and the world that's built in this. It's a it's a pretty dark and kind of depressing world. Like, I mean, there's no more kids being born anymore, and this is a real big introduction for me to Alfonso Cuarón, who goes on to make some phenomenal movies from here. But there's all kinds of scenes that are like filled with this tenseness that and grit that you just didn't see a lot at the time. And this, this like level of realism in like a war torn area was just really cool. I mean, but one of the biggest things I remember is this long shot that happens near the end of the film that follows our main character through a war that's going on between two people and or two divisions. And it is so awesome. It's just a normal guy running through this and this skirmish between the two groups it's very very cool um so i recommend anyone who's never seen children of men to go see it it's just very very unique visually interesting and you won't regret it our next question is from chris on patreon what does work life balance look like for you guys i'm impressed that you both are able to be employees dad, husband, and podcast host while consuming the content for the podcast. I personally would find it hard to maintain that and still maintain other necessary things like regular exercise, budgeting, reading, continued learning, dating my wife, maintaining friendships, occasional housework slash regular chores, and in my case, attending church and so on. The list can go on for a while. Well, Chris, things do have to suffer in the name of art sometimes. (laughs) But, but really though, it, it, it does, it can get tough. Um, you know, yes, me and Eric are employees, dads, husbands, and podcast hosts. Eric works a lot. He's a teacher. I work 11 hour days, most days, um, 10 hour days, some days, <laughs> I guess it's mostly 10 hour days. Um, and 
It does get tough because I do another podcast, like I mentioned earlier, and I have to do research for that podcast. I can't go. I've noticed that if I do go in, go off half cocked in that show, it does harm the show, and it can affect it can affect my co-host. So I'm trying to get better about it. It 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 sometimes it's hard, you know. If I'm doing all these shows, I'm doing bonus material for both shows, so I'm doing four shows a week. <laughs> it's a it's a lot. It is a lot, and then. Like you said, we have to enjoy life somewhere. Now, unfortunately, exercise is one of the first things to go when you're having to do things. So I don't really get a chance to exercise. It's something I'm really planning on changing very, very soon. Uh, And I will stick to it this time around. Um, And then you said, you know, budgeting. That's kind of easy for us, you know, right now. I don't know how much time we spend on budgeting. Uh, estimated probably zero, but we, we're pretty we're pretty good we're pretty good with our money in terms of uh, spending it and that type of thing. But really, I find that most people um, have a lot more time than they think they do. Um, I've been asked before by coworkers and some other people like. You know, a lot of them say, I don't have time. I don't have time to do that. And I'm like, well, what do you do out of here? And I'm like, well, I work and I go home. By the time I'm home, I'm tired. Well, I, I get that. I work hard all day, right? But that's time you can spend doing something else if you really want to. CC has a whole photography business on the side. On top of all these other things that she does. And there's always time to do things. And you don't have to let your sleep suffer. You don't have to wear yourself out to do these things. It's not worth it to let your sleep sleep suffer. Like, well, I do that. But that's only because I have like a, I forgot, the condition actually has a name. But it's, it's, it's when you feel like you have to spend some free time uh, of the day. Like you don't have enough time in the day. So you stay up late to make up for it. And all that does is just exhaust you. And I do that almost every day. I forgot the name of the condition, but it's very real. And I <laughs> very much experience it. Um, but for those people that are often too busy, yes, you are busy. But there's always a little bit of time to do something worthwhile for yourself. Um, there's always time to find on the side, to do a side hustle, anything like that you know, go for it. I I don't, I don't find that a lot of people actually utilize their time very well. And that's why they don't have time. A lot of people are tired. They just want to sit on the couch and watch Netflix. I get it. Then there's nothing wrong with doing that. But I mean, if you want to do a little tiny project, do a little tiny project. It doesn't have to take much time. You don't have to spend an hour a day on it. Even two hours in a week is fine. And you'll probably be happy with that. And that is totally fine. So Chris, I get it. It's tough. It's not easy. And yes, certain things have had to suffer like regular exercise. (laughs) So one day I hope to, or not one day, I'm doing it soon. Very soon. I want to pick that back up and, you know, start adding on a few more things because I can utilize my time a little bit better than I currently do. Uh, Next question is from Terry. Hey, Terry at Patreon. Uh, Do you have any best or worst movie theater experiences that come to mind? Absolutely. 
Absolutely. <laughs> the worst movie experience. Cece's laughing. She probably knows what it is already. Cece, do you want to take a guess? Um, I can't remember exactly what movie. I guess I can't remember exactly what movie it was, but Alex has this thing where if anybody makes any noise at the theater oh. or... What is it? Okay, what is this? Okay. Just I just remember the, the you giving looks to people around us. Oh, I do that. I do it all the time. You do it yeah. all the time and telling people to shush. Mm-hmm. Um, which you know you're in you're you're in the right to do so when they're interrupting the movie. But yes. Yeah. That, I'm I'm that guy. You're yeah. not talking around me. Not without getting some mean eyes and a little. Shh. What are you doing? <laughs> yes. A little I bit can't of that. Remember. So my worst movie going experience though. It's the only movie that I ever try to go to sleep during. Oh, yeah. And that is... I didn't have to shush anybody in this because everybody else was already asleep. Um, Premonition with Sandra Bullock. That movie was so incredibly boring and nonsensical and pointless. I still want my money back, and it's probably been at least 15 years since I saw it. It's probably been long. Oh, my gosh. I'm getting old. <laughs> um, so it's been a long time since I've seen that movie. It's not the worst movie I've ever seen, but that... I've never tried to go to sleep in a movie before, and I tried to for that one. Unfortunately, it's just, in general, difficult for me to get to sleep most times. Um, now, best movie theater experience. That one, that, that one's really hard. So, this year, I got to go see... Uh, I got to get together with a bunch of other podcast friends, like um, Michael and Travis over at Kaiju Weekly, and... Um, we all got to go see the movie with with each other, and it was such a good time. Like we all came from different places, and we all got together. Even Eric came in from Lexington, and getting to go see that movie in a time where not many people were going to the movies was like a really fun and unique experience. Now, it's not the best movie thing I've seen. That's probably got to be Avengers Endgame. When all the when all of the characters return, and it's about to be that big showdown. Oh man, the excitement of that moment is just like it's perfect. It's perfect. Absolutely love it. Oh, I I, I would re. I would, that's one movie I kind of wish I could like forget about and then rewatch for the first time. If like, I had to wipe, have my mind wiped on one movie, it'd be that one. That way I could rewatch it again. That's that's how much I I liked it. Um. Brett, this is Eric's brother. Um, what is one movie you would like to do for MVM, but haven't figured out how to count it as a monster movie? Um, you know, Eric has always said that the last movie we will do on the podcast, whenever we do in the show, will be Rocky Four. I think he secretly wishes we could do all the Rocky movies for this, which honestly, he wouldn't have to fight me too much on that. Um, but for me, if I one movie I would like to watch, it doesn't have a monster, or I, I'm trying to figure out how the monster fits in. I mean, I've already been on the record for saying like a lot of the Marvel movies have like the Hulk in it, which is a monster. Um, we we've had machines be monsters on the show, so why not like have someone using technology like Ant Man? You know, he can be giant as well. Ultron. I mean, like we got lots of monsters in the MCU that I would love to cover, but I think I've got I've gotten the naysay on that. And I've I've frequently said that I was <laughs> I forgot about this one. I frequently have told Eric that 
I think we should do the Fast and the Furious movies for for MVM because Vin Diesel is such a beast. <laughs> and uh, Eric, <laughs> Eric doesn't buy into it, but I'm telling him. I've told him, like, if you watch these movies, I think you'll agree. Um, uh, next is uh, Terry, Terry again on Patreon. He says, also, what's your favorite movie that you've watched in 2021? So that's really tough. Um, cause I'm not, I'm not quite sure if you mean new movie or old movie, um, that we watched like for maybe the podcast or I just caught for the first time on TV. Uh, but I'm going to stick with new movie that came out just to kind of narrow things down. I'm going to go ahead and say that I don't even know if this is quite true, but I'm coming off the top of my head. But I'm going to say A Quiet Place 2. Uh, that movie was a really cool sequel to the original. It built off of it like in a really natural way by just starting where the last one ended, which was a great idea. And uh, it was just a... I knew it was going to be good, so I'm not going to say it was a nice surprise, but it was just a very enjoyable movie that I really liked and I didn't really have any problems with. Um, You know, I did like James Bond. The new James Bond was excellent. Uh, It did meander a little bit, but overall, that thing, I think, was that was a rock solid movie that I was. I was surprised with some of the things they did in it, which was really cool experience to have during a James Bond movie. Um, and then also, you know, I want to go ahead and say that I was obviously, well, not obviously, but Spider-Man comes out really soon, about a week after this recording. And I'm shocked at how much I liked the Eternals. Um, the more that's a movie that the more I think about it, the more I like it. And it's really growing on me, and I am 100% certain that that is a movie that in about five years, people are all going to be turning on and acting like they liked it from the beginning. That would not surprise me. And then we've got some woo, profound questions by uh, Chris on Patreon. Um, he says, what is truth? Oh. Oh, my goodness. Okay. What is truth? Truth is a difficult thing, um, mostly because there are only there's very few abject truths in I would say in the world things that are one hundred percent certain. Um, most people can see the same thing happen on a video and have two different stories, right? Uh, I could watch it, and Eric could watch it. And even this, this is a frequent thing that happened in sports a lot, but it's the thing that's really come to a head and in politics and just uh, a lot of this other nonsense that's, that's going on. Um, But one of the first places I noticed this was in sports. And a lot of times, if you have two people in the same room that are cheering for two different teams, they are going to see two completely different games and they are not going to be able to agree on it. There's, there's going to be fouls where, both of them are certain that they are seeing it go for their team, but only one of them is going to get the result they want. And then the other one thinks they're going to be robbed. So, but saying there is no truth is also very, very dangerous. Um, 
because that means that everything means whatever you want it to mean, right? That that uh, you, truth is a fine line that cannot be nebulous, but it's also not easily defined. So it, it's a pretty that's a pretty tough one, uh, Chris. I don't really know the 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 solid answer for that one, but whatever it is, <laughs> it is important to find something close to it. Now, what kind of leg? Now he also asked, "What kind of legacy do you want to leave in life, and how do you wish to be remembered?" Um, <clears throat> so, what kind of legacy do I want to leave in life? Uh, my family is my most important thing to me. They're really all that I care about. I I don't care about what happens on Twitter. I don't care really about what happens in the general day to day politics of the world. Um. My my legacy is I just want I want my family to be comfortable and happy and you know I want them to like me and want to be around me. <laughs> um, it, it sounds simple, but for anyone who doesn't have kids, once you once you have a kid, they're really all that you care about. Um, and obviously you have enough. The important thing, another just a little tip, okay? Uh, actually. This is for people who are going to have kids or maybe one day are thinking about having kids. It's important. So Gwen, like Gwen means everything to me, right? But that doesn't mean she is every part of my life. I still have my own hobbies. I still want to have my own time. I still do plenty of things for myself. My wife and I still do plenty of things for ourselves it is important that your kid does not become your entire life. You have to have your own time, but that doesn't mean that you're not doing most aspects of your life for your child. A lot of people get make their kids their identity, and I think that's really dangerous. Losing yourself even in a marriage where you don't know where you end and your wife begins or your significant other, that that's... That's a that is a border that shouldn't be crossed. You should each have your own stuff to do, and that's just my my two cents on all that. Um, now, uh, Nathan on Twitter asks he and he asked one question that's a little a little similar, um, but I will ask you three questions that plague mankind. One: What is the meaning of life? Two: Why do bad things happen to good people? And three. Why does Gamera Super Monster exist? Okay. So, I don't have any great answers for these questions. What is the meaning of life? Uh, I am a Christian, so I my feelings for that are pretty obvious. I think it's to, to serve God and to be good to our fellow man and just be the best people that we can be. Unfortunately, we do see a lot of people in the world using religion of all kinds for their own means. And it's just a shame because I do think that puts a religion in a bad taste as a, it puts religion, uh, it makes it a bad taste in a lot of people's mouths that are curious. But when they see someone that's really hardcore in terms of, uh, beating people over the head with it, it turns them off and it's just a little unfortunate, but you know, it is what it is. I think long as people are good people, I, I, I don't really care. Honestly, just be good to, your, to everyone else. Whether they believe the same things you do or not, it really doesn't matter. Um, because if, you're, if your religion usually tells you to be good to thy neighbor, 
and almost all religions tell you to be good to those people around you. So if you're following your religion, you just need to be nice to everybody. Quit being so mean. <laughs> so um, number two, why do bad things happen to good people? That's tough. <clears throat> I don't have the answers for that. That's uh, that's probably more of a philosophical question that I'm just, honestly, I'm just not well equipped enough to mm, answer on the podcast. But, you know, it's just, uh, I'm one of the people that believes that fair is a word that is used by children to be in arguments. And unfortunately that's kind of how the way the world works. I just don't, I don't have the answers to that one though. Um, unfortunately, some things just aren't fair. Three, why does Gamera super monster exist? Well, for all of our enjoyment, because that movie is very underrated and we should all be watching Gamera super monster and evaluating it for all of its, uh, prepubescent glory that it's current, that it definitely is. Is the story of a boy becoming a man. I don't care what anyone else says. And it's got a spaceship in it that that from Star Wars it blows up and it has a nebulous space alien talking in to people's ears. And it's got space women. What else do you need? Don't be needy. <laughs> Golly. Alright. So I got a the next one is a lightning round. Uh, but I do want to answer some questions real quick from um, <laughs> Michael Herndon, who's been our longest uh, producer and patron and just all around. He's just a wonderful person. Uh, Mike, Michael, I just I want to go ahead and give you a, I want to give you a shout out because you are one of my favorite people to speak to. We've only talked a few times, but you, you make me want to be a nicer person which is awesome <laughs> because you are just so chill and cool and uh well i'm done inflating your ego that's all you get um so you had some questions you said why did gvk not have a mothra scene to parallel batman vs superman's martha scene that's that's a that's a pretty good one uh i do feel like it is a missed opportunity i feel like a lot of people would be revising their opinions here in a few years about the movie um, if they had included a scene like that, but for real, one of the, the most shocking things of, I guess it was this year that I rewatched this movie, um, but rewatching Batman vs Superman this time around, knowing I get, I guess ahead of time about the ridiculous Martha part, it wasn't as bad this time around. I did think it was still goofy, but with everything else that they added and all that, it just, I don't know why it just kind of flowed a little bit better. Maybe the expanded version of uh, Godzilla vs. Kong will do that for us as well. Next question. Better kaiju lawn ornament? King Caesar or Daimajin? Well, I could see both of these being really excellent lawn ornaments. King Caesar is like that dog. He's got that dog look. This is a really good question because he's bronze. You really don't have to change the color scheme of either one of them because then Daimajin is just green and gray. I would put... It would probably have to be King Caesar because Cece really likes animals. So if the closer I can get to an animal and less of like a spooky ghost samurai, the better probably. So I'm going to go with King Caesar. I'll put him on my front porch. He'll guard my front door. I like it. And then uh, will Gwen and Theo ever have a collaborative weekend update style panel segment? That would be pretty awesome. 
you know, I did say the theometer is probably retired, but maybe this is something I can get worked up one time when I uh, go to Lexington for an extended amount of time. Maybe I can get Gwen to and Theo to watch a movie together or at least watch a scene together and give their commentary. That'd be something that I think the people deserve. And then the last, <laughs> the last question by Mike Herndon is worst seatmate on a long international flight. <laughs> Goke, auntie or Sadako or Sadako. Uh, it's going to be auntie. Cause auntie is the one that eats you actually. Yeah. Go, go. Okay. Just possesses you. So auntie, cause she, she'll probably like nibble on you a little bit. And uh, I don't really like that. No, thank you. All right. And then uh, let's continue the lightning around here. Chris on Patreon. What's your favorite Ben and Jerry's ice cream? I like the Jimmy Fallon late night dough, he says. Well, I'm a big fan of, uh, I don't really eat Ben and Jerry's anymore, but the only one that lures me in occasionally is Americone Dream. That's a good ice cream right there. The Power Trip podcast on Twitter says, what is the airspeed velocity of an unladen swallow? This was a reference that I had completely forgotten about. And, um, well, I don't know. So, there you go, Power Trip. And then the next question is Henry on Twitter. When are you guys doing a 15 things about Bigfoot? And then in parentheses, number one will surprise you. Um, That sounds more like a topic for 13th floor that I do. Than maybe us, but you know, I guess Bigfoot does fall into the realm of MVM. So if you can convince Eric, then you will have done the work for me, Henry. So please do that. All right. And then Kioe on Twitter, while we're at it, still waiting for Alex's Space Woman Challenge vid to be uploaded. All right. So a little spoiler about that, Kioe. Um, I had an awesome Space Woman Challenge thing that I did. CC recorded it for me. And then promptly deleted it a couple of weeks later. So I had to do it. I was going to have to do it again and it just never got done again. And I even wore a corn cob shirt that I transformed out of, which I thought was hilarious. Um, but unfortunately that is lost to the ages. So we'll see maybe one day. Uh, then Brett, what happened to sports talk? I don't know what happened to sports talk. Sports talk was a fun thing that we did for a little while. Cause I think it probably annoyed some people who had no interest in sports on our show, but I kind of liked it. Um, I might try to bring it back, Brett. Uh, I want, we have, a, we have several TVs on at work that are just like pretty much playing soccer all day. They're all muted. You can just like glance at them. I actually don't have one like really within my view of my desk, but, um, I've kind of started liking soccer a little bit more lately. And I even watched a couple cricket matches uh, and had someone talking in my ear about what's actually happening and pretty interesting stuff. But uh, so maybe I can talk to Eric about <laughs> cricket sometime. Um, and then I got another, another question from uh, Brett. You have to get a three and a half inch tattoo tomorrow. No choice. What are you getting? Ooh, three and a half inch tattoo. So, at this point, Gwen is a huge Pikachu fan right now, so I'd probably get a little Pikachu. Um, and I'd probably get it, maybe like, oh, oh gosh. So, no, no offense to anyone who has tattoos. I never want one. I just feel like I'm, I would get one and then I would grow out of it. Uh, like, I would grow out of liking it and then I gotta get it removed and then... What's the point for me to get one if I'm going to be doing that? So I'd probably get a Pikachu. Maybe I'd get out my three and a half inches. That's pretty 
It's pretty big. I'd probably get it on my wrist, though, because if, if I'm going to get a tattoo with Pikachu on it, I at least want Gwen to be able to see it. But then I don't want people at work to really see it. So maybe like my back left shoulder. I don't know. It feels weird. I, I don't know. <laughs> Next question. What do you think you are much better at than you actually are? Oh, that's tough. So I think I'm a lot better at, I mean, maybe video games. I, I'm actually really pretty great at video games, honestly. But I think multiplayer games, I've noticed that as I've gotten older, I'm maybe not quite as good as I used to be. Um, but the good thing about playing online nowadays compared to like when I really used to play is there's not kids screaming at you and telling you how bad you are. <laughs> and it's a lot more uh, people don't really talk to each other, which is kind of nice. Uh, but I guess that's probably it. Basketball, too. Uh, I never thought I was great at basketball, but I was always great at defense and basketball. I was much better at baseball, and uh, I was okay at track. I don't know. Topic five. How well do you know your co-host? This is our final topic. So the first question is, what will Eric say is his favorite movie and favorite movie of 2021? So Eric will probably say that his favorite movie of all time is Children of Men. He always acts like he's the one that found that movie, even though I'm the one that introduced it to him in college. He even took my DVD. Um, and then his favorite movie of 2021 I don't really know what all Eric has seen this year that's not for the podcast. Um, I feel like his movie watching has drastically dropped since the podcast has started. So, I mean, he's still watching plenty, I'm sure. But not maybe not as much. Um, honestly, ooh, I'm going to guess maybe... I'm gonna guess one of our one of our movies for March Madness. Um, I can't remember it. It was the Netflix. Oh, the Ritual. I'm gonna guess the Ritual is his favorite movie of 2021, just because it caught him so off guard. I don't know. It's probably not that. Honestly, I'm gonna fail on this one. We'll see. It'll be interesting to see what he says. Um, and if it's a new movie, well, he hasn't seen very many new movies, so maybe Eternals. Um, and then. What will Eric say is his favorite episode of MVM? Oh, that is tough. So Eric likes it when we talk a lot about movies. Uh, we go into, and so do I. Like when we start changing each other's opinions as we are go, just like going through the movie, which is kind of why I mentioned the ritual as one that he may have really liked. Um, because that was one where we talked about it. And the more we talked about it, he really liked um, I don't know. I, I'm going to, I guess I'm going to double down on the ritual. Uh, I know that's one he really liked. I know that's a conversation that was just really fruitful. I felt like, and he just really liked it. So and honestly, I think the answer for me on our favorite, my favorite episode would be one of our Evangelion episodes. Those were, I'm sorry. Some of that Evangelion stuff. I know some people don't really like it. But that's some of our best content, period, I think. It's so interesting and just different for us. Uh, I wonder what you all think about that. Um, and then, what will Eric say is his toughest movie to watch for the show? So, like, the one that he really didn't like. Probably Varan. Varan? 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 Oh, my gosh. It's probably Varan. That, one, that one's a rough one. And we had to watch it twice, too. So, that was... 
that was double rough. That's my guess. I don't know. And then <laughs> the last one. What tattoo is Eric getting? Well, Eric's already got a tattoo. Um, it's a small one. It's on his wrist. But if he had to get another tattoo, if he was required, <sighs> what's he really? He, he likes My Hero Academia a lot, like more than he, like he he acknowledges he likes it. But I think, but he likes it even more than he acknowledges on the show. So uh, I think the term goosebumps has popped up many times when he's talking about it. <laughs> and so he'd probably get a little Deku. Little Deku on his lower back. <laughs> if I had to guess. So that'd be my guess. Um, but that is all the questions we've got here. If I missed one of yours, I am sorry. Blame Eric. He's the one to put some of these together. I sent him the ones that I thought we missed. If I missed any, well, it's Eric's fault. So uh, as for our social media info, <coughs> sorry about that. This is usually Eric's part, but. I'll go ahead and do it. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at MVM underscore pod on letterbox at or Al Cornette and at Mr. Eric Neely. You can email us at MVMPod at gmail.com or leave us feedback at MVMPod.com. You can support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash MVMPod and receive weekly bonus off the cuff episodes. If you feel so led, leave us a review on iTunes. Your review really helps. Monsters vs. Men is produced by Alex Cornette. Executive producers are Faye Basier. And Michael Herndon, special thanks to our wives, Rock Band for PlayStation 3, comma, Senior Honda, Drew the Collector, our Instagram collector, and you, the listener, for listening. Until next week, try to stay alive. Ah!